Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your main man, aka Crazy Cracky, ladies and gentlemen, I promise you I came back, I promise I would bring Ron back, I promise all of you that my podcast isn't just about sports or thinking about naked women, okay, I got my mind's always somewhere else, but yes, true story, so the other day, I did a podcast with Sean, and the other time, I did a podcast without Sean or anybody. It was just me, myself, and I. Today, I have the honor and respect of bringing back my crippled friend, wheelchair-bound, van-humming love machine, <laughs> back to the show, Ron. Hey, glad to be back, Dre. It's great, man. Van's it- running good, too. I actually drove it today. We went out to breakfast this morning, so yeah. So we Good went deal. out to breakfast. It is a Monday, cool day, fall mm-hmm. in October, and uh, we had to make our stop at a, a place that makes a little bit of breakfast thing on the place. I'm a shop. I'm not going to say the other place because I don't want to discriminate because some people are like, hey, man, why am I going to pay an extra 2 or $3 for a plate? But I figure, I figure, why not, right? So, the omelet shop, one of my favorite places for breakfast. Good food. Huge, huge omelets. Mm-hmm. I had a Western omelet. With, yeah, I believe it was Western omelet. And it was a bunch of the hash brown. There's meat in it. Mm-hmm. And, and well, it was gravy, but it was full. Biscuit gravy, correct? Biscuit yeah. gravy. It was good. I got to go back to the eggs because it was yeah. almost way too much to eat. Oh, it was yeah. too much. I didn't even finish. It'll fill you up there. They, their portions are very good. They're, yeah. They're very awesome. Good. Yeah. I'd have to you say. had. I had the uh, homemade corned beef hash eggs and a pancake. Well, it comes with toast, but I had optional pancake, which I usually get. Um, it's easier to do than toast, I find. Maybe that the, the, the hash browns in the... Um, but the homemade corned beef was fantastic. It's real shredded corned beef and, and uh, shredded potatoes, just like hash browns. Make your own. And it's very good. So I'd recommend it. Uh, side news, folks. Uh, Slows and Grand Rapids closed about a week and yeah. a half ago. Bummer. Ron and I went there for the last time. I love that place. Oh, food's excellent. I think it tasted better the last time we were there than it did the first time. Not to say the food's bad, but the last time we were there, it tasted so good. And I still have one slice of brisket left, and the wife hasn't had it yet. You so I still keep have telling myself, How long do you, can you stay there? In the refrigerator. But how long can okay. you stay there? How, how long do we stay there? No, how long can you stay there? Well, bre- it depends. Bre- if it's already cooked and you keep it in the fridge, it should be fine. It should be fine. You, okay. I mean, you don't want to leave it in there a month or anything, but I mean, within a week or so, you're fine. Okay. Long as it's refrigerated. Okay. So, on this session, where every time Ron shows up, I kind of let him take the lead. Cause, and I kind of let Sean take a lead on sports and himself, too. Because he, Sean's more graphic about details, and I'm more about stats. Well, Ron, I'm going to let him take the lead because that way he can focus on the things that he wants, ask, talk about, and stuff. Right. And anyways, at any podcast, it's good to have the guest take the lead than the, than the host just jibber-jab about nothing. True. So, I mean, I am not nothing, though. I am something. Someday some girl will go tickle mine or whatever, mm-hmm. but I won't say on the podcast. 
So, where are we going with this, Ron? Well, uh, last, it was two weeks ago, I believe, or two or three weeks ago on a weekend, I went to Minnesota for the MDA uh, symposium they had where people with my disease or similars to it get together. Explains for them why your disease because maybe that's the first time people are ever. Oh heard. yeah, if you're first time listener, muscular dystrophy association. I have Becker's muscular dystrophy. There were other people there that had that also. There was a a, a, a gal there that had um, spinal muscular atrophy, which is kind of like Becker's in a way. They, they all have some similarities to them, but we're all in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, there were two guys I met that had what I have, which is mm-hmm. Becker's. Um, it was quite interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I did get the. What's neat is that you can make friends in different states with us. I mean, they're the, they were both from Minnesota. Uh, the guy's name was John. We're first name only basis here. Um, the other guy' name was Tom. Um, Tom was oh, about in his thirties. Young wife, two little young children. Um, great guy to know, but we figured that we didn't. I didn't get his address. He left kind of early. I was bound to, but then the wife said, "Well, you know, he's kind of young. He's got a family. He's probably really busy." As compared to John, who has kids that are all moved out now and has more time, would probably be their, your better bet. So I didn't feel feel bad about getting, not getting a number. And if you're out there, Tom, I apologize. We'll we'll get your number one of these days. Great guy. Um, so John gave me his number and his um, on the uh, Facebook. Um, so we're going to connect with him. Yeah, I haven't connected with him. I've been kind of busy, so we're still waiting on that. Um, but, yeah, it was quite interesting. They covered a wide variety of things. Um, they did cover um, uh, your mentality through it. They covered a little bit. Now, they did have some Duchenne's kids there, which are uh, Duchenne's muscular dystrophy, which is the, attacks mostly children at a young age. And they the lifespan now is much greater than what it used to be, and I'm not really sure. I'm not going to quote that because I don't really know i've heard it but i don't quote that uh but anyway um yeah that that uh there were i think there were maybe there were parents there usually it depends and the children are really really young they have trouble sitting i remember when you're young and you sat in church how antsy you got oh yeah so usually the parents go as as a representation of their children oh yeah so which is fine um and physical capabilities too you know you consider that too but um, yeah, it was quite interesting. There was a lot of people. There was a couple of drug companies. I, I'm not going to mention any names that were there. Um, There's a couple of. Did you do you not want to talk about the drug? Well, because no, I just didn't want to say anything, any brand names per se. I'm just going to say drug companies, and 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 if you use your noggin, you you probably know what I'm talking about. But their um, therapies or their medications through gene therapy or what it may be um so they're all there um and you could talk with several of them they're representing different places um yeah of course so it was interesting um you got a lot of uh we got a lot of uh freebies got a lanyard uh you got a little got some stickers uh yeah i got a little uh minnesota chain. yeah it was it, it was at the university of minnesota yay um, <laughs> which was which was great. Um, I did watch a football game or of with them in it, and they they didn't win. But that's beside the point. But great school. It's a medical school also. Okay. Um, and there was a lot of professors and doctors or PhDs that spoke there too, which was quite interesting. Yeah. I can't really per se exactly what they talked about because I can't remember. And and yes, sometimes it is kind of dull and it is a little boring, but you do get the information. The main thing I like about the whole thing was that you could 
you discuss could. stuff with different people that you had met there and get their numbers and just chit chat a little bit and catch up and whatever you got to do. You create a community is what you're trying to say. Yeah, exactly. So that Absolutely. way, there is. yeah. So that way, you just don't just talk to me who has a different disability. Right, and then we kind of like not understand each other, but kind of do like, oh yeah, I get it. Yeah, but when you yeah. talk to another person with MD muscular deficiency, yeah. yeah, you're actually talking to them about the actual struggle or challenges right. yeah. or success stories right. yeah. of each other's disability. Right, we're one and the same, as, yeah. as it were. And and that what's neat about that is that the first time I ever went, I went to one in Illinois. And I saw a guy with my same thing, and I saw him walking, and he looked just like me. It was like a like a like a somebody made me, but in a different body. And I went, "Wow, he walks like me, or that's how I look when I walk." Oh, okay, I get it now. And and that right there was just it was overwhelming. It was it just it was really I was really elated. I thought, "Wow, finally I get to meet somebody." So uh, at that one, I met my friend Steve, and we won't use the last names, but anyway. Thanks, Steve, for the van. He's the one that donated his van. He got a new one. Oh, that's the guy and, that yes, he was walking Steve, like yes. you for a while? That, yeah, that's that's the one, um, oh, yeah. the guy that I had met, the, the very first one I went to. And the fact that I did meet another doctor, and I can't remember his name, but they did a study out in California for a, a study, and they paid me to fly out. They paid for my trip. They paid for my hotel. I just had to pay for food. And I got paid for it. I can't remember how much it was. It wasn't a lot. But it was like being a guinea pig, I guess it were. And you get paid for it. Hey, why not? See California and get paid for it? California. What's better? California. Well, what's better? So, yeah. Uh, but this is really interesting. Um, and there wasn't really a lot of people there. I, I thought there would be many more people. But a lot of people, meaning patients or people that do have muscular and or their spouses, um, but there, as far as uh, people with Beckers or people with muscular dystrophy, there there were there weren't that many, and most of them were represented by the parents who had children with the um, Duchens. That is a, yeah. So, but um, yeah, it's quite interesting. And um, there's another one coming up on Defe- December first in Philadelphia, or I'm sorry, pardon me, uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, uh, the Ghost Steelers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, matter of fact, last time we were there. We were in Pittsburgh, and we were eating at a sports bar. Oh, yeah. And you wouldn't believe the Steelers fans. I mean, they're nuts. I mean, when the whole place was just packed. We could barely get in. And everybody's wearing their jerseys. And, and so, it's, yeah, neat place. Went to the Carnegie Museum, which is a must-see. I recommend that. Um, so, yeah, Pennsylvania's kind of So neat. what's in the museum? What kind of stuff? Well, it was, it was, oh, oh. God, I can't. Re- I did remember a submarine that they a decommissioned submarine that you could take a tour inside of. Okay. Um, I would have gone in, but I wasn't in a chair yet. But I, you know, with mustard, you can't bend and twist and contort like regular people can. Okay. So I just kind of looked in the hole and looked to see what I could see and just called that good. Now, have I? Could I have gotten in with some assistance? Yeah, probably. Could have gotten through it with some. Yeah, but you know, I just didn't feel like making the hassle. So yeah, of course. But um, interesting museum though. Um. So, so yeah, I'm, go ahead. So before we go on, so I mean, I think to me, I think the reason why you, you didn't see a lot of people there probably because they have so much lives to get there. I mean, to lives, people's lives got to be filled. So right. all those people with your particular disease, mm-hmm. some of them are still able to work, right? Or some of them have no form or shape to get there, right? So. There probably should be more awareness of your type of disease, mm. and I don't know Absolutely. what month it is or what year or whatever. It was, it is. I believe, it was. I'm going to say, one or two weeks ago. 
Um, I should have mentioned. I was going to mention that, but it's over now. Okay. Yeah, but well, it's I, called I mean, it's, MDA I, Week. You could get a T-shirt. We we can get into that later. Okay. So, you know, it's the challenging thing that we, or I find with people with disability, is that either you find a connection with somebody with the same type of disability or disease, and they are much more than happy to to chit chat, or they're totally opposite. I know there are people out there that think I look like some other kid named Andrew that went to Catholic Central or Central Catholic or whatever school, Catholic school in our Rapids. Right. I guess I was a spent image of this kid. And uh, we both had the same disease. We had a stroke, cerebral palsy, or I, I would say more of a stroke symptoms. Mm-hmm. And guys would come up to me and say, hey, Andrew, how have you been? I know you. So what are you talking about? And I, they said, "Isn't your name Andrew?" I'm like, no, my name is Andrew. Didn't you go to Catholic Central or Catholic, whatever? Like, no. And they got mad. Really? So, so they they actually mistaken you mistaken yeah. you for another person with your same condition, correct? Yeah. Ah, no kidding. Now that's neat. So oh, what wow. happened was that uh, they told me that the kid went to Grand Valley. Okay. And I happened to be working around Grand Valley at the time. So I s- I'm walking down the street. He's walking to class. I'm working at the downtown ambassadors. He, I see him. Oh, that's the guy that probably looks like me and we're spin image. Same type of glasses, same type of look, same type of height. I think he was a little taller. And, you know, he was wearing a hat and mm-hmm. going to school. He saw me and he, this is how uncomfortable other people with disabilities feel. The kid just covered up his hand so he, people or so he could hide his identity. Like, mm-hmm. dude, we're both the same. Who cares? Exactly. I didn't say right. it to him. No. But it was like, oh, this is how I should feel too then, huh? So I should try to hide my own disability because he feels uncomfortable about his. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that you know that that I think that's hard. The most hard thing about being disabled is is wanting people to understand, and being self conscious, and that's that's a given. I mean, I I've experienced that before too, and it, every, I think everybody goes through that. But it's, sometimes it takes a while. But mostly, the people that you're with, or the people that you're closest to, your family, or your really close friends. That doesn't exist. They they accept you for who you are, and they, they don't even see it. I don't even see it. You know what I'm saying? You, you you know that person that well, or that you don't see that. Now anybody else that does not know you will see that. Yes. But that's and that's the difference. And 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 you're gonna have to accept that, and that that will not change. Unfortunately, no. I mean, you can make aware all you want, but so yeah, I I understand that. Like I feel like I feel like I feel like people with disability. Mm-hmm. We are different than other people with uh, identity crisis or identity situations. Okay. I feel like like the LBGTQ is much more inclined to uh, accept each other, but mm-hmm. they're also the ones that don't like each other at all. Right. Yeah. With people with disability, we're so different, but we're not... Any of us are the same. Right. So sometimes our community is kind of like, ah, I don't care if you're disabled. And we don't hang out. You and I happen to be friends. But yeah, right. I never, I was thinking about creating a meetup group. 
mm-hmm. which was big in the early 2000s. Okay. For people dispelling and go to bars That's and great, drinks yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. But to come find out, they really don't want to hang out with other disabled people. <coughs> but that's true. Okay, I can see So that. that's something that right. being disabled is really different. I mean, and it's kind of good in that way, but we don't yes. see each other just like, oh, this is a disability group or this is the black matters group or this mm-hmm. is the white matters group, which we can't even do that because it'd be yep. a white power. Yeah, and that's not, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. So, so, and we're not, no Latino group or no. we're just not no. we're, our own, we're our own uh, little group basically and I I can't say it's a cultural and I can't say it's ethnic <laughs> no it's not you know, because it's, it's, so it's just it's a genetics kind of it's a different kind of we're a different kind of people I guess it would be our I don't know what you'd call it because you can't call it a race and like you can't call it ethnicity we're just we just happen to have something in common that that other people have too i yeah. guess you could say that we're we're from all different likes walks of life we're doctors lawyers you know you'd be surprised how many people are, and a lot of lawyers a lot of sit down where if you can sit down and type that's basically what you do that's what steve does he works for a company he sits down and he types now i was never good in school with that my brains weren't good and i never it, well you don't have gotten, to be smart to type you just no, have to be trained no but you got to train and i just never got into it now i'm kind of <clears throat> excuse me i'm kind of kicking myself on the butt because of the fact that i should have taken care of that letter and be not so uh computer illiterate uh, but i'm 62 so that that's my age group we don't it, when you were a kid and my son was a kid that's when they started introducing computers in school. So you were taught that in school. So you automatically know. Any kid you ask on the street now, goes, hey, can you do it? Oh, yeah. And I got it. Boom. Me, I have no clue. I, yeah. I could learn, but I don't know if I got the patience for it. So yeah. So moving on, what are we doing next? Um, well, I was going to um, talk about parking. Um, I, I, we may have touched on that briefly before, but um, today... We went and when we parked, Andre showed me an app that you can get for parking. You Mutu. don't even have to, yeah. M O T U. Yeah, Mutsu. Okay, or M O M O T U. Oh, M O T U. So Mutu or Motu or Motu. Anyway, yeah. I mean, we want to screw that up. But anyway, you can go online with that, or you can go on your cell phone. Which means you don't even have to get out and punch the machine. Don't have to do anything. Yeah. And it's really convenient. And, and thanks for doing that. I, I appreciate that. That makes my life a lot easier. So it's an app. Yeah, it's an app. Yes. So you yes. download the app. You put in your license plate. You put in your debit credit card. And then you find the parking spot where you're parked. And then you associate your debit credit card. I was just a credit card, not your debit card. So no one can steal your money and your savings. Yeah. But... Doing that, you can set it up based on how many, how long you're going to stay there. You can also stop it when you want to or you're about to leave. You don't use the whole three hours. Right. It, or two and a half hours. Or how long are you going to be there? Mm-hmm. But it's a, I used it. I loved it. Thank you, GR Grand Rapids, for setting that up. Yeah, we Thank you, Mutu. Yeah. I have my That's- buddy, Ron. He got a ticket for... Parking well, about a month ago. And I'll kind of touch on that. We may have before in one other podcast, but what happened was we assumed I just someone told me that if you're handicapped and you park there on a weekday, they can't get you for, for over parking because your parking's free. Well, mm-hmm. that wasn't the case. So here we are. 
coming back and we look and who should show up that walked past us but a parking a meter maid and Andre says hey he elbows me he says hey you know why don't you ask her that'd be the best person so we asked her and she explained what everything was fine thank you whoever you are um it, which was great and she explained it and no it, it, it now if you have a pass your doctor has a pass and he signs it and you hang it and you display it in your vehicle then yes you can park downtown for free if you're handicapped and i don't care what day of the week it is doesn't matter what hours whatever which is great but i don't have that quite yet so we'd had to use this either way you go it's great i, I think it's so much easier than feeding the meter you never have to go out and feed the meter again you could do it from your phone if you had to. Could you do? You could do that, right? Could you add two? I uh, you can add your like if you got multiple cars, you could do it. Okay. okay I right. could put your vehicle under my Mutu. Okay. But I think what would happen is that they would catch on that I'm not insured that it's not my car. Oh, if it catches right. on to that, then I'm responsible for your. Bill, correct. So if I take the your car around in circles, and park it, and put it as my as my information, the another vehicle, then I would have to pay for that. Mm-hmm. For let's okay. say I forgot to uh, pay or extend the parking or whatever, mm-hmm. so I would probably be responsible for it. But like you know, because it's under a certain debit credit card. So I could put your license plate in, but if it's under my credit card, I would be responsible for the bill if you did not pay for parking, you parked there. So I'm assuming if they can actually look that up, the information in that poll, the information center, they can look that up. And your debit card, your debit credit card, card is connected to the plate. Okay, so so right, I, I would see. never. So if I park your car, mm-hmm. you would have to go on your app and put then the parking meter spot, and then it would be a bill by to you, not to me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and you know, and and I think this parking thing is so much easier. Because you don't have to get out of your vehicle, you know. If if you want to add money later, you can. And if you know, and, and that's that's great. And and I I thought that was fantastic. Oh, another thing too. I bring this up. Um, I can't give you any real super details on it, but come to find out, my wife was on the internet today, uh, earlier this morning, and she had seen this thing where they had this article about the roundabouts that they've added. You know, they, they came. They originated in England. Um, some people like them. Some in England, hello. Them. Yeah, jolly good. bloody how. So anyway, um, she says, you know, they're come to find out that traffic circles or, tr- or roundabouts are even more dangerous than what they should be. They're trying to prevent something. People don't know how to use them. And since they put them in, there's been a lot more accidents at roundabout than, say, on a- any other road. And I said, really? And I'll give you an example, a good example. When I was in um, Mary Freebed, my room looked out onto Wealthy Street, and there's a there's a traffic circle or a roundabout right down there. Talk about great entertainment! Oh my god, yeah, I could watch that for hours, and I could see people not yielding, people almost getting hit, people. I did see somebody bump somebody, but they kept going. I guess they didn't matter, but it was a riot. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that would make sense now, because they have them up north too. They have them everywhere in Michigan now. You'd be surprised. Here I am driving down the highway. It says, "Get ready for roundabout." I said, roundabout up in the UP. On the, what? Oh, there it is. Oh man. Well, it, it, 
But if you understand, if you know how to yield and keep your eyes peeled, it's easy. It, it's really easy. But a lot of people don't like it or don't really know how to use it. So it, it's kind of funny that, that they did. So that would make sense. So I don't know. Are they going to get rid of them? Are they going to keep them? It, basically what it does is it slows traffic down and gives it a better flow so it's not congested. Supposedly, I guess that's – if it works in England, it doesn't mean it's going to work here. So I think I think the reason why it doesn't work here okay. is because no one knows whose turns it is. Unless you're the one, the first car there and around and around about. Right. So then you just yield and you keep going. But if let's say there's six cars on four corners mm-hmm. get to the same spot at the same time, technically the guy to the left is supposed to go first to from the guy right. from the right. But no one really knows that. And the problem that you really have is the pedestrians. So right. when the pedestrians are sitting there or walking, you learn everyone has to stop. But the problem yes. is the person on the other side doesn't can't see the pedestrian walking or within that roundabout. So when he comes back around to go t- to exit to the left, on the next spot or the second or the third spot, the pedestrian is walking and then they have to quick make a stop. But it's really about understanding that the left guy mm-hmm. is the, 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 the person to the left of you is always the first guy to go right you know what i do is i just keep my eye out for people coming up and where they're coming at what part of the circle they're coming up on and it, it's hard to judge but some people if they're doing this properly will use their turn signals so you can tell where they're going yeah but once you get that chance where you know they're going to yield and they're coming up and you get that chance then you make your move once you're inside that circle, usually people don't come in, unless it's from the opposite direction. Yeah. But yeah. it's uh, it's like, I, I don't know if I'm doing it correctly, but I do it when I know I can make my move. I just keep my eyes peeled. And it's pretty simple. You see somebody coming, slow down, and that means yield. It means you have to, yield means stop but go. It's like a stop and go, basically. You stop and go. You don't really stop. So that would be a yield. And a lot of people forget Well, I think is, one of the biggest know. problems that you have is this. Those roundabouts are tendency to make things floor easier. Mm-hmm. But in reality, if you want to take a left, let's say you're on a four-way stop sign. Yes. You can literally stop and take a left. Mm-hmm. But on a roundabout, you have to go right and make a whole full circle Circle to get and to then the left. Go off into the, yeah, ex- exactly which is correct. pain in the ass. It is. Because then you have to go, oh, God, you got to make it all around. And then you have to watch the guy to the right of you, make sure he doesn't pull out in front of you. Mm-hmm. But again, the person to the left of you is always got the right away than the guy within to the right of you. Exactly. exactly. So that's how yeah. you're supposed to if do it. If you remember it. that from driver's training, correct? <laughs> I think that's one of them in there. But I still think, I don't know. I think they work and that they don't work. Because sometimes what happens is that the roundabouts have two lanes, to one to keep containing to go left within that roundabout but the other one is your right turn lane is the right turn lane so the so you want to get off that roundabout but let's say you have to be on the right hand lane but you're on the second part of the roundabout so now you're on the left lane on so when you leave the roundabout and go to the regular street you're on the left side of the of the hashes near the yellow hashes instead of being on the right where you can take a right but the car is next to you that did the half of that roundabout, you right. can't take a ride because he's in the you way. Know, and that's funny. Like I was saying when I was staying in the Mary Freebed, I have that one traffic. But up above, up 
uh, further up the road, about a block and a half, is another roundabout, which is weird. I don't know why they have two there, but you have two of them. And you got to make sure you're in the right. So what I do is I would stay in the right lane. I'd hit the roundabout, make a right, go down a block, cut over, go down another, go down to the last block, turn, and then turn right again and avoid both run a, turnabout or roundabouts altogether. Yeah. And it works great. Now, you can do this one here in town but i they might not have them set up but that's the way i would do it if you don't want to mess with them just take a right go around the block and then take another right and you're back on the same street you were yeah yeah that'd be kind of yeah yeah so that was, yeah that's interesting why those roundabouts are huge in the state of michigan i don't know if there's in around any other state you know um they are i believe there was one don't quote me but I, yes there was one in wisconsin Okay. Yep. And I think there's one in um, Minnesota also. Yes, there was a small one. I think it was on campus, I believe. But yes, okay. they're everywhere. Uh, okay. You'd be surprised where they're at. Even on highways, two lane highways, they have them. Oh. Okay. Why I don't know. But there's yeah. a light. I mean, you, you it will and it warns you to slow down. Traffic circle ahead. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's either they work or they don't. And so from what I've heard, I guess they're not working too well. So. It's because no one has the right of way. Everyone has the right of way to go without stopping, and they don't care. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's everyone has to go. Everyone goes, and no one yields. That's the thing about it. You have to yield. If you yield first, you know that you're the right person to go. Mm-hmm. If you don't see someone to the left of you coming to you, then you have the right to go. But always be careful and watch out for that person that doesn't care. Those are the ones that get you in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right, what are we talking about next? Oh, yeah, um, I was going to cover this. Uh, this is a, a song I heard earlier this morning. Um, Johnny Cash recorded this song before he... Uh, passed away. Passed away. And uh, what was it? You wrote down the song, didn't you? What was the song called again? I'm the sorry. song? Oh, you don't know the song? Ain't No Grave. Ain't No Grave Gonna Hold Me Down? Yeah, Ain't No... Ain't no grave can hold this body down. I believe. Hold yes, that's it. me down. Um, the guy that wrote it was Claude Ely, and the, and the story behind that is that when he was younger, he had tuberculosis, and they figured he was going to die. Yeah. Well, his dad got him a cheap guitar, and he played and he'd play his guitar in bed. And he was about, I think, thirteen or so, some twelve, thirteen, whatever, and he actually lived through it. He did go to adulthood, um, and he w- turned in. He was a preacher. Mm-hmm. he'd spread the word you know he'd have a tent and do the gospel thing and the whole roller and heal people and all that yeah. I thought it was kind of interesting well his song became very popular um, he wrote the song originally but Elvis covered it and Johnny Cash also covered it if I didn't already mention that before he passed mm-hmm. um, I don't know the name but the guy's name is Claude Ely or Eli and if I screw that up I Ely E-L-Y yeah E-L-Y anyway uh, he was giving a, a one of his sermons, I guess it were, and he died of a heart attack. It was only fifty six. What a way kinda, to die! Um, yeah, but they have that on recording. It's weird. Um, they had a, a recording of that. They actually they did play it, and you hear a lot of people in sorrow and people gasping and whatever. But th- he was a big guy. He he was it, everybody loved him, and he would would preach the word. And you know, if you're religious, that's fine. The preach Lord of God, yeah, praise Lord, Lord, heal and all that. Yep. Amen. And they said he would just sweat and shake and tremble and just the whole serious, you put his whole body. And I'm wondering maybe if that's a fact that he, he did end up having a heart attack. But the best thing about this, I think, is that he, he made a famous song and he died doing what he loved to do. 
Now that is incredible. Praise the Lord, it, yeah. the Word of God. Yeah, exactly. That's Can great. I get an amen? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. But yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting, so I thought I'd mention that today. Uh, and this song has been redone by many artists. Uh, it's either been rock and rolled, it's been jazzed, it's been blues, rhythm and blues. You name it, it's probably been covered by a lot of people. Very popular song. But that's where it came from. I thought it was kind of interesting. That's awesome. Isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Too bad I don't like going to church. Well, yeah, I know. And you know what's funny? Speaking of church, you mentioned it. Um, I remember when I was a kid going through church. Now, in, when you're a kid, it's very boring because you don't want to be there. You would be outside playing or doing something like that. Rather Sleeping? Well, now that I, once I've gotten older, though, I had gone through a couple sermons, and you do tend to listen more. And you do understand it. And, hey, that was pretty. And not that I'm saying a really religious person, but there was a time in my life that I went through, a, a bad, a sorrowful time, and where I did take a turn. I wasn't praise the Lord and Jesus and all that, but I just needed that. That's I was looking for. That's good. And I did find it. And now that when you're an adult, you can tolerate things better, and you have, you're, you're listening better. You, you understand things. And I go, you know, I'm not really religious, but that sermon he gave was really good. Wow, you know. I looked at myself and thought, wow, that's pretty neat. I mean, you didn't fall asleep and you weren't bored. So, you know, that, that that's neat. So, and, and, you know, hey, if everybody's, you know, you got your own choice. Whether you feel it or you don't, you don't go to church, you do go to church. It doesn't matter. You know, you can, you can, you can uh, talk to God anywhere in, in, uh, that's true. That's my mother that's told true. me. St. Thomas said Even that. Even if you're on the can, <laughs> that's being polite. But I, yeah. Um, I go to bedside reform. It's in my bed. I yeah. praise the Lord. I don't have to go to work. Praise and me. I go back to yeah. bed. Get your prayers. Um, Amen. Yeah. And I, 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 believe it or not, I, I pray for people. And there's times like Mikey. I pray for Mikey. I do. I yeah, Mikey, uh, yeah. Our, your, your, your neighbor. Next door neighbor has, has uh, col- uh, will have or may have colon cancer. Yeah. But I'm sorry. I should have mentioned that. But, yeah, that's right. So I, I, I pray for people. I pray for their well-being. You know, I pray for their health. You know, I, I don't go to church every Sunday either. Um, just some people do that, some people don't. Whether you do or you don't, that's that's your decision. I have nothing against religion at all. Nothing against religion. Only besides the Arabs and the Palestinians with the, with the Israelites are fighting. Yeah, I, I heard, unfortunately, yeah, I heard about that. Um, I just happened to be watching the news the other day, which I usually don't, or the blues as they call it now. Um, usually I don't, but I saw that and I thought, oh boy, here we go again. This this has been going for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands, thousands of years, I guess, since biblical times. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. I, that's what I heard anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, very unfortunate. But that's religion. So yeah, I mean, I'll get into it myself some other time. We're talking about this, I already talked to about it myself on a. Um, on my podcast about right. a week ago, about five days ago. So mm-hmm. I did a little bit more research. I'm going to talk more about it some other time, but there we go. Other good news is Detroit Lions are winning. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, Last game they kicked butt. Awesome. Five and one, they beat the Buccaneers. All you sports fans out there that want me to talk about sports, here is. I'll tell you two things that happened. Detroit's defense, how strong. They did not, did not make a lot of errors. They did not give up a lot of big plays that scored points for Tampa Bay. Or Tampa Bay did not score touchdowns, but a couple of field goals. They held back the the Buccaneers from 26 victory for Detroit. Jared Goff 
He played within his means of what he's supposed to do. Didn't give the ball over. Stayed within the boundaries of where his receivers receivers were. St. Brown is a godsend. Uh, David Montgomery went out with an injury, rib injury. It happens. Every team goes through injuries, but that's something that we might have to look into if we can't yeah. get Gibbs back. Now, is he an important player if he's out of the game? Well, he's a running back, oh, and we, right. it's important to establish your running game so uh, that your tight ends and wide receiver plays can produce yards and touchdowns uh, and so on and so forth. Gotcha. So that was always the scare about having Montgomery is having him on the team because he gets injured prone. So, but I think the coaching staff did a really good job. I think they used their timeouts pretty good. I don't think they panicked when they didn't complete a touch for a touchdown and so on and so forth. Uh, Laporte played pretty well. Um, Goff was protected. Goff did get sacked a couple times. Detroit did get a couple of uh, interceptions. So, And then the Red Wings won. Ron's favorite thing to talk about is hockey. Ron yeah, Lang- oh, yeah. yeah like, uh, last time we, uh, the Red Wings played Toronto, and we won. It was a, a really intense game because um, their defense and was just they were there. Either they're in the Toronto zone or they're in the wing zone, and either team, and just back and forth, back and playing hard. I mean, hard hockey where you just slapping as many as they can. Shots on goal were just going out of the park, just going crazy. And that's why it was a good game. It was only uh, three to was it three to four, if I remember correctly. I yeah. can't remember. Yeah, three to so, four. But wow, what a game, maybe. So we should. I mean, since we're talking about the Red Wings for a second, I'll go through this for a minute about the game itself. Uh, Red Wings home. So. So the Red. So the Red Wings. Are one and one, and they play the Blue Jackets, but they they lost to Denver to the to the Devils three four, but they came back and beat the Tampa Bay Lightning six four. Awesome. So five hundred awesome. looks good. Everyone looks like they're playing real well. Yeah, Ron likes hockey because you can hit somebody. It's a fast sport. It's really just fast, fast, fast. There's no stalling. There's no delay. There's no timeout. Well, they, they, you do have timeouts on occasion, of course, yes. But it's very intense, very fast moving. The fights are great, too. Um, they may not get into a, in a little fisticuff there, but they come close, you know. You can tell who's mad at who. Um, high sticking, whatever it may be. High sticking. Um, so, yeah. Oh, and another thing I was going to – we're going to cover – we're going to try to – put in a brewery section here in oh, our yeah. in our podcast oh, here yeah. to talk about um my buddy jerry and i and andreas attended also uh we try different breweries around grand rapids here and or maybe uh, spots beyond grand rapids which there are but for right now we're doing grand rapids um and talking about the the food and especially the beers um we had some beers the other night that were really good um actually oh i forgot to mention they do have at uh creston they do have a seltzer and i thought well, i don't know he says well it's a seltzer but it's got alcohol in it what flavor do you want and i says mean i gotta pick a flavor 
one of them had to do mango. I said, all right, I'll do a mango. So he brought it over with my flight. I bought a flight of beer. And I'll, I'll tell you what. I was really surprised. You think that the, the, like a frou-frou drink or something. Frou-frou oh, drink. Yeah, and, and the alcohol. It was actually really good. They put a little mango juice in there, and you stir it up. It's just like a, a mango pop. And there is booze in it, but you can't taste the booze. But Yeah, no, it's not. It's, it's not. delicious. I, I was really surprised. So, yeah. It's got a lot of sugar. good. Uh, I would recommend the bread, the um, deep-fried cauliflower, which is excellent. And I won't go into anything else. I'm just going to leave it at that. You're going to have to go out there and try it yourself because it's fantastic. Crust and brewing. Food's good, too. Yes, crust and brewing, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going I think... I think we're going to try to do a segment about every brewing place that we've gone. Yes. Uh, we're hitting about the 40th, 40th uh, time slot. Uh, I think we're going to shut this down because or else we'll end up starting rambling about it. Yep. But I think we'll go back to uh, the next episode. We'll talk about Crust and Brewing again. Yep. So we, we can talk that about the, next the, podcast. The, yeah. the brews and all that. Uh, I try again and try to make it. At least on Sunday, Monday, podcast or Monday podcast for Sunday re- re- recap of the sports, hockey, baseball. Well, not apparently not so much hockey because I don't know much about hockey. No, I but don't either. More about college football, NFL football, maybe the NBA a little bit. Maybe about uh, parlays and with Ron, we're going to talk about more like about life, hockey, and. And brewing companies are just going out and about. Right. So most likely, Ron will be over sometime next week to watch the Red Wings play. Yes. Like I, like I promised. Looking forward to that. Yeah, that'd be cool. So I'd like to thank everyone that's joined us on this podcast ride. Thank you. I'd like to thank Ron. I'd like to thank Spotify, thank you. Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'd like to thank... Um, um, Buzzsprout and Popbean for everything. Um, but if you have a disability, contact me. I get a hold of Ron. Maybe Ron has more information about MD, muscular deficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how he wants to take Ron about that. Maybe take an email. Maybe email me. Yeah, we could. Yeah, first at show dot com. Go from there and uh, play safe. Have a good work week. Uh, if you feel like making love to a bunch of women, that's what the song's on right now. The that is bad, a good song. We bad Company? Like yes, Bad Company. You're correct. It's probably, yeah. only, it's probably one of the only songs I like. Yeah. You know, th- th- you know it makes me feel really good when, when younger people like older people music. I love it. Oh, <laughs> Ron is You got old. good taste, Dre. Ron is an old <laughs> fart. This stuff used to be on when I was you know, a kid, too, though. So, yeah, that's basically how a lot of my brothers and sisters are made through this music. Yeah. Hanky-panky. Hanky-panky. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Enough of that hanky-panky stuff. Just wrap it up, boys. You don't want no kids. Peace. Peace. See ya. Thanks. <laughs>